Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Hey Nelson, can you bring up the uh, ladies brunch slide real quick? I don't want to eat any of that food anyway. Yeah, there's nothing. I don't see biscuits and gravy. I don't see bacon. So women can have their day. That's okay. Anyway, my name is Matt. Um, I am one of the leaders here, and I'm honored to be able to give up here. Hi, Steve, and give you this message. So today, did you guys know today the um, President Trump labeled today um, international, I was going to say international, National Day of Prayer, okay? And we are talking about prayer today. So um, I called him earlier this week and I said, hey, listen, I'm preaching on the Lord's Prayer. Could you make this a day? And he did. He did that for me. No, I'm just kidding. I shouldn't lie in church. I'm sorry. I, I did not do that. It just happens to be National Day of Prayer. And we happen to be finishing up our series um, talking about prayer the last four weeks, including this week. Um, we've been talking about prayer. And so this morning um, we'll be talking about the Lord's Prayer. So um, to start it, let me, let me ask you something, I guess. Has anyone ever been, you ever been lost? Anyone ever got lost? Yeah, I've been, I've been lost a couple times, but there's one that, one moment that I remember pretty distinctly, and it was, I was, I think I was a freshman, I might not have been, my brother had his driver's license though, so I was either eighth grade or freshman year, and I didn't have mine. Well, anyway, my parents, we were going down to a place, a little small town called Duggar, Indiana, and it is kind of like on the southwest side of the state between like Terre Haute and Vincennes, just this dinky little town. And um, my, my parents went down the day before and we didn't go. We must have had like ball practice or something. And so we couldn't go till the next day. So my mom says, well, do you know how to get there? And I said, yeah, see, I was, I'm still kind of a nerd like this. More than kind of, I am a nerd like this too, but I was really a nerd in high school. I used to like, enjoy looking at maps and like atlases you get to like atlases every year we'd get one from our insurance company and we'd get the new atlas and i'd put it and i would look at that so i'm like this cocky little freshman and i'm like yeah mom i know how to get there like we don't need directions and she was kind of like okay and so we we she let us go well we got to duggar okay but there's this little place and it was called i still remember the name it was a little community it's called hillbilly acres and it, it, the, the, the image that you are picturing in your head is everything that it really was. It was this little, it's basically a little mobile home park where um, people would come and then like there were some old quarries that flooded over. And so it was like a fishing kind of community guys would come and they would, that was their weekend home and they would go fishing or whatever. So we get there. So we get, we get to Duggar. Well, then when we were at Duggar, that's where we made, we made the wrong turn. And we were out in the middle of nowhere in southwestern Indiana. We had no idea. Where, and it was one of those where we probably should have just like turned around and like, okay, let's start over. But we didn't. And one turn leads to another. And we, we were lost. And there were a couple moments where I thought, I'm not sure we'll ever find our way back home. Um, but somehow, miraculously, we got back to Duggar. 
and there was a couple state highways or whatever that I'm like, okay, this, if we take this, we should get back. And I think we turned the wrong way on one and we came back. I see it's pretty vivid. And then we made, anyway, we made it back to Duggar and then we went actually the right way in the little Hillbilly Acres Park was just like, right there, like, oh, that was easy. The funny thing about this, I didn't show this first, the funny thing is my parents never asked like why we were two hours later than what we were supposed to be. I'm like, they didn't... <laughs> They probably got lost too and probably just thought, oh, they get lost, they'll find it at some point. But we were lost. And so I started thinking about this and sometimes in my prayer life, I feel lost. Do you guys ever, does anyone ever feel lost in your prayer life? And if I, and if I look back, we were lost because we didn't have, I didn't bring a map with me. I didn't have any directions. And in my prayer life, I used to feel lost because I didn't have any direction. I didn't know, well, when, I, when I first became a Christian, like, okay, well, what do I pray? What do I say? How do I start it? How do I end it? What kind of words do I have to use? And, and it was all this, I, I just felt lost. Well, just like when you're driving, if you're lost, you want a map. Well, God gives us a map for our prayer life. He gives us direction on how to pray and that is the Lord's Prayer. Some of you may be familiar with the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer to me is one of those scriptures where I'll take the different translations and, and get it kind of messed up and you kind of take some, of, some from the King James Version and some from the NIV and some, and so I get all these, but, but I can recite the Lord's Prayer. It's a, it's a familiar scripture, but that's God's, it's God's guide for us. It's God's map for our prayer life. And just a little background on the Lord's Prayer what we're going to look at, it happens twice in the Gospels. Um, the synoptic Gospels are, are, it's the same story in all four, um, but, they, but told through different people, so they're a little bit different. So it happens twice. It happens in Matthew, which is the long version that we will look at today. We'll read from that scripture. But it also happens in Luke um, chapter 11. And it says, One day Jesus was praying in a certain place, when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. And then it goes on and it gives like a smaller version of what we're probably familiar with, with the Lord's Prayer. But basically that's what the Lord's Prayer is. It's the disciples that are with Jesus, they're, they're lost too. They don't have a map and they're saying, hey, Jesus, like, how do we pray? Teach us how to pray. And so then Jesus then gives them the Lord's Prayer and says, hey, pray this way. This is your map and your guide for prayer. So we're going to dig into that scripture. But before we do, the Lord's Prayer too, it's, it's often in my life a prayer that is repeated. Like we just repeat the Lord's Prayer, right? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And you just kind of repeat it, which is perfectly fine, by the way. But today what we're going to do when we look at the Lord's Prayer, we are going to dig into how we can use this in everyday life. We don't have to wake up every morning and cite the Lord's Prayer as our prayer, but we can use it as our guide or our model for praying. And so that's what we're going to look at today. So the, the title of today's message is The Lord's Prayer, Jesus' Guide to Gabbing with God. And I don't know if gabbing is the right word, but I like alliteration and that's the only word I could think of. But it's basically Jesus' guide on how we should talk to God, how we should talk to God. So I'm going to be in Matthew chapter 6, if you want to turn in your Bibles. Um, we'll be there. It'll also come up on the screen. But I'll just read through. Um, 
verses 5 through 15. So Matthew 6, 5, it says, And when we pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand, or they love to pray standing in the synagogues, in the street corners, and on the street corners to, to be seen by others. Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not go on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. And then this is what we're going to focus on today. This is the, the Lord's Prayer. It says, then this, um, that, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So again, probably a scripture that we're familiar with, probably a scripture that we've repeated as prayer, but I'm going to give you five things, and it's, we're not going to spend a ton of time on all those, but, but breaking down how we can use this prayer um, in our everyday lives. But before we do that, um, let me pray. So God, we just, we come to you and we say, thank you for, for giving us a guide. I think I, I equate this God to nowadays. I don't get lost today because I have a GPS in my, on my phone. So I, can, I don't get lost. And so you give us that GPS. So we will never get lost when we're trying to talk to you, God. So I just pray that you use me as, as your vessel this morning. The words that you want to share with this auditorium, just, just, just bring them to my, to my mouth so we can, you can speak to, to these people, God. I just pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, there's five things you can write down. The first one is this. Our prayer plans can include honor and praise. Honor and praise. And we're just going to break down the scripture. So this comes from verse 9. Which says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So we break that down and that's just Honoring God for who he is. Honoring God for being the, the one and only creator. The word hallowed means holy. So this holy God. And so part of our, our everyday prayer should be just to honor God for who he is. Praising him. Thanking him. Uh, some of the things you can do if, you, if, you, if you're an everyday prayer, which I would encourage you to be an everyday prayer, request some things that he's, that he's answered in previous days or weeks or months. This is a time to praise him and thank him for that. To say, thanks, God. I'm honoring you. I'm praising you for the, the good that we've done. This could be part of worship. With the worship song, songs that we just sang are praising and honoring to God. That can be part of, of a prayer. Just honoring, honoring God. I also think we can end our prayers with an honoring of God as well. Um, you'll hear around here at Lighthouse, the majority of the prayers that we, when we close them, we say, in Jesus' name we pray. And then we say, amen. And there's a significance in that because when we're honoring God for who he is, we also are honoring Jesus for who he is. We're, we're connecting the two 
that we're saying there's one God and one Jesus together. There's a scripture, I have it on here, but I'm going to look it up because I read it this morning. This is in Ephesians 4. It's not going to come up on the board because, again, I just read it this morning. But it, but it, it was a good... It says, there is one, this is Ephesians 4.4, 4, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. So there's one body, one spirit. So there's one, it's that connection of honoring God. So when we close in the name of Jesus, that is a way to honor God for giving us his son. And there's that connection there. Okay, so, so I think when we say, oh, we need to praise and honor God. Yeah, we can do that in our prayers, but we can simply do that just by praying in the name of Jesus. I feel like that is a very good way to honor God. So that's the first thing, honor and praise. Our prayer plans can include that. Our prayer plans can also include giving it to God or yielding it to God. So giving it to God. I'm going to touch on this and then I'm going to relate these next two um, here in a minute. But this comes from verse 10 where it says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so that is a a submission to God or a yielding to God to say, hey, I'm requesting things, I'm asking for things, but it's your will, God. It's your will, and so let your will be done. There's a part of this where, where trust comes into play because we have to trust that God's got our will. God created us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. And so he knows what's good for us. We can't really see in the future too far. We can try to predict what's gonna happen in the future, but God knows our future. So he has what's best for us. So if we're going to pray and talk to God, then we need to say, I'm giving this to you because you know what's best for me. I'm trusting you essentially with my life, God. And so I think there's an important part when we pray to do that. And there's an example in the Bible. Um, it's the night before Jesus goes to the cross and he's in the, the garden and, and the scripture, and there's some, some debate on what, what's, you know, what he's asking for, but he, in the scripture, he basically asks out and he basically says, you know, God, get me out of this. And, but he says, but then in your will be done. So Jesus asks out of that, but God's will is for Jesus to go to the cross. And so he does, because God's will will be done. Um, and so that's part of our, of our prayer should be that. It should be that yielding to God to say, I trust you, I'm giving it to you, it's in your hands. And I, and I will say this, he wants that. He wants that. It's not a burden on him. That's what he's wanting. If he didn't want it, he wouldn't have put it in the scripture. So our prayer, our prayer plans can include giving it to God. Um, the next one is our prayer plans can include requests. Requests. And that goes to give us today our daily bread. And so we're asking for that, right? Give us our daily bread. Give us our provisions for the day, God. Give, it's an ask. And God wants us to ask for that. Later on in Matthew chapter 7, this scripture comes up and it says, um, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. And so that's right from the word of Jesus that says, hey, 
ask for these things. Ask. I want you to ask. For me, I ask for health. I will ask for happiness. I will ask for freedom. Those are all things that, that, that I regularly ask for from God. I will say this, in our prayer life, don't be like, because I, my prayer life is probably too much, too high of a percentage of just asking for things. There are times when I go to prayer and that's all the prayer is, is just asking for things. And I would encourage us not to do that as well. There's still praise in there. We should still praise God in there. We should, should yield to God. Um, and we'll come up with the other three, but, but don't make all your prayers just asking prayers because God doesn't want, he wants us to ask, but he doesn't want us to just ask. So now I'm going to pause here and talk about the last two, the, the giving it to God or yielding it to God, but then also requesting from God and asking and how those can be related because they can sometimes sound contradictory because the scripture says, well, ask and you shall receive it. But then how many people have ever asked for something from God and they didn't get it? That should probably, it's probably... Most of the people in the room, if not everybody in the room, I know it's happened for me. And so, so what does that mean? Because we need to ask for things, but if it's not in God's will, it's not going to happen. Let me give you an example um, from my life. This happened my senior year in high school. I was on the high school football team. We're having a pretty good um, season. We made it all the way to the semifinals, which is in Indiana, we call it the semi-state. The next if we win this game, we go to the state finals, we get to play. At that time, it was the RCA Dome where the Colts play, and we're like, all right, um, so I want to win this game. So I am, before the game, the coach always comes in, he always gives us a pep talk, but then he always would pause for a minute. We always had like a moment of silence or whatever before the game, and so I would get in there, and I'm like, okay, God, just let me win this game. Just let me win this game. And I don't remember the prayer specifically, but I remember praying like, I want to win this game so bad, God. I, like I probably sold my, I'll do anything. I'll go to church for, the, for every day for the next year, just if you, if you let us win this game. And so that was the prayer that I, that I asked. And, and God answered that prayer. And so we went out on that football field and we lost 35 to nothing. And so that was God. Here's the, here, that, that is an example that I use because, not because God was like angry at me for asking for that, but it wasn't in God's will for whatever reason. I don't know why. It was not in God's will for us to win that football game. I asked for it and God answered it. His answer just was, no, not, not today. This isn't for you. And that's okay. We have to be okay with that because it's, was it in God's will? And so are different things that you ask for you think, well, how do I know if it's in God's will? I will say this too. If you are asking for things that are contradictory to the Bible, that are not in the Bible, then that is not in God's will. And so I was trying to think of an example. In the first service, I didn't come up with a great one, but I started thinking about more. So I think of the lottery. And so remember like, 
I don't know, it's probably been three or four years ago now when it was like $1.5 billion was the Powerball or whatever. Anyone, you guys remember that? It was, it was, and I'm like, okay, I am going to, went out and I was actually, don't tell anybody, but I was on staff at the other church and the, my cubicle mate, she sat right next to me. We were just kind of like, let's go. So I went out and I bought one ticket for me and one ticket for her. Okay? And God didn't honor that because I was looking at the money like, oh, and I, you know, it's one of those like, I'll give it like 1.5 billion. I could give 500 million to the church and I still have a billion left. Like I'll give it all to the church. God, and you know what I mean? But I was looking at the money as an idol. Well, this, this scripture tells us don't have an idol. And so I didn't win. And I'm not saying that, that, that everybody that, that wins the lottery or whatever is an unbeliever. Like, no, in that case, in my case, it, the money was going to be an idol for me. That I, and that's contradictory to what God's will says in the Bible. And so I didn't win the lottery. But those are, but the point I'm trying to make there is that, that yes, God wants us to ask for things, but God also has a will for us as well. And it doesn't mean we don't have to ask for things. Last week, um, Rose talked about um, in Jericho where they, God told them, right, make laps around Jericho. Seven days, you're going to make laps around the city of Jericho. Then on the seventh day, you're going to go around it seven times. And so I think part of that is, is we, need, we need to keep asking for these things until some of the things happen in our lives. And it doesn't mean, oh, I can't ask them if, if they're not in God's. We can ask for things. God wants us to ask for things. There are things in, that I think that, that God has where he says, like, why don't you just, he's, he's just up there waiting for us to ask him. Like uh, the example I was thinking of was, like, if you have knee pain, ask for relief of your knee pain because that's in the Bible because God tells you that, that he is the healer. And so it's not contradictory to his will. And again, there are some things that God just wants us to ask for. And there's some things that we want to ask for and God will answer yes. And there are some things that we ask for and God will answer no, because it's not in his will. And we need to be okay with that. So that's the kind of the relationship between yielding to God and also asking things of God. That could be a whole sermon on itself. So let me move on. Um, the next thing you can write in, right? Our prayer plans can include repentance. Repentance. Verse 12 says, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And so our debts, right? We're not talking about necessarily our money debts. Like, hey, forgive us our debts. Yeah, that sounds like a great prayer. I'd love for God to forgive my debts right now, right? My money debts. But that's not what he means. He means our debts are our sins. God, forgive us of our sins. In Acts chapter 17, it says, In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. And so that needs to be part of our daily prayer life, is to repent to God. In our nightly prayers with my family, we will pray that. We will pray for, for repentance. My prayer typically looks says, like, God, and I just 
ask for your forgiveness of things that I did sinfully today. And I categorize it even with God in two. God, there are things that I did today sinfully that I'm aware that I did. And sometimes I'll be specific about those. But then I also ask God, there may be some things that I did today that were sinful that I didn't even realize I did. But I'm asking you to forgive me for those. And so repentance, uh, I believe, needs to be in our everyday prayer. One of my other um, repentance prayers, I'm I'm a school teacher and I teach sixth grade. I'm not sure if you're aware, but when you have a group of sixth grade students, they can get on your nerves sometimes. And when they get on my nerves, sometimes I get angry and I'm like, sit down and be quiet or whatever. You know, I get mad and my words can sometimes harm them. I may, I may not mean them harmfully, but they might go home and be like, man, Miss LaFree yelled at me today. And then they're discouraged. And so that's part of my repenting prayer is, God, if I did something that harmed somebody, please forgive me for that. And then I ask them, erase that from their memory. Please heal them. That's part of, of the repentance. So we should have that in our daily prayers. And then the last thing, our prayer plans should include protection. Protection. In verse 13, it says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And so when we talk about protection, first thing we can talk about is salvation. Salvation repentance, right? It says, deliver us from the evil one. And so that can be part of our prayers. And I don't necessarily think that needs to be something that's in our, our everyday prayers, but it's something that, can, that we should consistently come back to. It's okay to say, God, I'm slipping. I, I feel like I'm, I'm, for whatever reason, I'm getting farther from you. And so I just need to rededicate to you and say, hey, deliver me from the evil one. And, and I'll, I will do that. I don't, I don't know if there's a number on it, but it's not something I do daily, but it's something that I, would, I will consistently throughout the year do. Let's say in a year I would do it three or four times. It's okay to do that. But then there's also protection, right? Lead us not into temptation. And so I pray for protection. I pray for, right, in the... Obviously this week, one of the, 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 the prayers that I'm praying for protection is health. I pray for the health of not only my wife and the kids and my family, but, but others. That's a, that's a protection. I consistently pray for protection of, of my home, especially on windy nights when the trees, I'm like, oh, no, I don't want the trees falling out. Like I pray for protection there. And I also pray for for protection, if we go directly by this, and lead us not into temptation. I am tempted by a lot of things. And I will ask God repeatedly and consistently to protect me from those temptations. Protect me from my own self, essentially. Krista shared the verse from Psalm 91 at the beginning. She used a different version. Um, This is from the NIV. It's not up on the board, so I apologize, but it says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And so Psalm 91, if you read the whole thing, is a a lot about protecting and how God wants to protect us. 
And so those are the five things that I've taken out of the Lord's Prayer. And here's the thing. God put it in the Bible. He wants that. He wants to, he wants for us to praise him. He wants for us to repent to him. He wants for us um, to ask him things. He wants to protect us. If he didn't want to do all of that, he wouldn't have put it in the Bible. And he wouldn't have specifically put it as the Lord's Prayer. And he wouldn't have specifically made it one of the most famous scriptures in the entire world. He wants these things of us. And so that's important for us to remember. And so I want to close with kind of giving you just from my life, and this may work for you, it may not work for you, of, of how I use the Lord's Prayer daily for me. I have an acronym that I go through, and it's just this, it's pray. I think it's ironic that it's pray, but it's pray. So the P for me stands for praise. And so typically when I pray, I just start with that, and I, that's how my prayers start. I praise God. Then I repent. Okay, again, it could be something specific. It could be something in general. And t- my, I try to do my prayers. Every prayer this way doesn't mean every time. When I get up here, like when I prayed earlier for the message, I'm not going to repent during that time. Okay, this is a personal prayer thing, so it doesn't always have to be this way, but it but it can be as it's a good guide for me to repent. And then the A stands for ask. That's where I where I ask things. And then the Y is yield, yielding to God and saying, it's in your will. Again, I said it earlier, but I'll say it again. Don't make it just the A. Don't make all of your prayers just ask. Because I get in that habit, and it's not a good one, to where I just ask, oh, I want this, God, and I want this, and I ask for this, and I ask for this. Our prayer life should be pray, not just the A. Or it should be, no, it shouldn't be pay, and forget the repentance part. It should include all of those. There's another acronym that's called ACTS. Basically the same thing. Adoration. It's like praise. Um, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, and that's the asking part of it. The reason I use pray is because those are too big of words for me to remember and what they mean. So it's essentially the same thing. And it also aligns with the Lord's Prayer. And as we close out this prayer series, and Clint talked about it on week one of, of the message series, and I want to I close with it too, is when we pray, we are just in conversation with God our Father. I want you to think about the, the person in your life that you are the closest to. When you talk to them, you just have conversation. And God created you and he is close to you so you can just have conversation. It doesn't have to be, I don't have to use the perfect words. I I can stumble upon my words. I was thinking about this. Probably the number one word that I use in my prayer life is the word, um, um. Because I'll be praying to God and, and I'll even do it up here on stage sometimes where I'm thinking and I'm trying to connect with God and, and I'm just like, and um, God, I, I want to, I'm sorry for this or um, I'm doing, right? And so it's okay because that's who I am and God knows that. It's just a conversation with God. And so as we close, what I, what I want you to do, once you stand
And I'm just going to kind of say a, a general prayer for us this morning. This prayer is going to kind of model that pray acronym that I use. I'll say this when we're all done, but if you have anything specific that you're going to need prayer for, we do have a prayer team that will pray for you at the end of service. So let's just, let's just bow our heads in, in prayer. So God, we do, we come to you and we say thank you. We say thank you for, for A, wanting to speak with us, but then B, giving us a map and a model for how to do that. We're never lonely, God, because we always have you. You are always with us. You can be right beside us in the car or in the shower or in bed or wherever we are, God. You're right there, and so we thank you so much for that. And God, you gave your perfect son for us, so we didn't have to be perfect. There are things in our lives, God, that... that that we do that are wrong. And so I just want to pause, God, right now, and we're going to give you those things. We're just going to say silent prayers to you, God, for the things that we need to give to you this morning. give those things to you. God, we know that that you want to help us. And so these things that come to mind, God, wherever we are and the needs that we have in our life today, we give those to you as well. We just ask for you to come and fill those needs this morning. They could be need, they could be spiritual needs and, that, and needs that, that want to draw us closer to you. They could be physical or health needs, God. We just ask for you to take care of those. You know us better than we even know ourselves, so you know our needs. And so we're just asking for you to come in and take care of our needs. God, lastly, we just give it to you. You know us better than we know ourselves, and so we trust you. We give you our trust this morning to yield to you and to your will, knowing that you have the best for us. We just thank you so much for wanting, God, for wanting be with us and to speak to us. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for praying with me, guys. Thanks for being here this morning. Um, be safe. Um, again, if there's anything you need prayer for, you can come up and sit in the front row and we have a team that will pray for you. But other than that, we are dismissed for today.
Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofvineyard.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.